1: Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Trump renews his attack on the Russia investigation. In a Sunday tweet, President Trump writes a June 2016 Trump Tower meeting in which
0: his son met with a Russian lawyer was totally legal. Jay Sekulow, one of Trump's personal lawyers, tells ABCs this week there's no evidence Trump has broken the law.
1: What violation has anybody put forward of an actual federal statute that's been violated by the by the President of the United States.
0: California Democratic Congressman Adam Schiff disagrees, telling CBS
1: Face the Nation. I think there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight.
0: Schiff says it's special counsel Robert Mueller's job to lay out exactly which laws may have been broken. Tim McGuire, Washington.
1: Venezuela's defense minister says attackers mounting an assassination attempt were aiming to decapitate the government's entire top leadership along with President Nicolas Maduro. This is SRN News. For 17 years, AM1280 The Patriot has been built by local businesses who serve you with top-notch products and services. Now we're in search for the next generation of business owners who will partner with us to keep the Twin Cities right for another 17 years and beyond. Our team specializes in working with local businesses, utilizing not only the power of radio, but also forms of marketing like digital and social media. Contact us at 651-289-4418.
2: We'll return to the Brad Carlson Show on the Northern Alliance Radio Network in just a few moments. But first, here's your weather forecast update. Pretty hot out there. We're going to get near 90 for our high a little later on. There is a chance of showers and thunderstorms, though, in the later afternoon hours. Take us with you wherever you go by downloading the AM1280, the Patriot mobile app today. Find it on your device's app store.
1: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
2: Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network.
1: Brad Carlson
3: And Club Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network Back with our number two of the broadcast We'd like to call the closer That's me, Brad Carlson Thanks as always for tuning into our show You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org And we are here to take your phone calls 651-289-4488 You can also weigh in via Twitter Just use hashtag NarnShow That's hashtag show. And you can also uh, check us out on Facebook. Just go to our Facebook page, search for Northern Alliance Radio Network. Like it if you haven't already. And leave a question or comment there as well, and we promise we will get to all of them. But nevertheless, we appreciate you're here, and we appreciate you tuning in to our various NARN broadcasts. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we have a uh, surprise guest in studio. We had planned on having Peter Johnson of Archway Defense on the broadcast, but uh, apparently he was uh, just uh, in the area and decided to drop by, and and that's that's better yet. Uh, Peter Johnson, of course, the founder of uh, Archway Defense, and there's uh, been—I know he was— commenting on the body cam footage released this past week by the Minneapolis Police Department in the shooting of 31-year-old Thurman Blevins last month. Uh, In the light of the body cam footage uh, being made public, or even before it was made public, officials apparently have decided not to charge the officers involved in the shooting. We'll get Peter's perspective on this as well, Uh, as well as uh, have him weigh in an issue that I Quite frankly, I'm very ignorant about 3D guns. I'm not sure what that entails, but we'll get to uh, Peter's expertise about that. Uh, first of all, Peter Johnson, as always, welcome to the Narn Bunker. We appreciate it.
4: Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be in studio today.
3: Now, tell us. I know I've talked a little bit about your company, Archway Defense. Tell us a little bit about what you do and uh, what the uh, what their uh, business entails.
4: Yeah, so Archway Defense is a uh, training and consulting firm. We go around the country uh, specifically doing a ton of law enforcement training on active shooter, active threat, active terror response, um, and that's brought to the law enforcement officers and the agencies by our sponsors, JP Rifles, Heckler & Koch, and Maxim Defense.
3: Now, I know you had a few things to say on the uh, on the Twitter feed as well as the Facebook page regarding uh, the Minneapolis officer-involved shooting, again, 31-year-old uh, Thurman Blevins. And again... Most of the knee jerk reaction when people see this, it's another white officer shooting a, another unarmed black man because they said, well, that wasn't actually a gun he had. It was a bottle or whatnot. But the body cam footage very clearly showed that he had a gun. Now, uh, I kind of brushed up on the case a little bit this past week. Apparently, there was a gentleman in North, I believe it was the North part of Minneapolis, just fired a gun in the air. Officers obviously responded to it found Thurman Blevins sitting on a curb and he fled from police. Mistake number 1. You don't you know when police want to question you don't flee from them. You don't automatically assume they're going to shoot you, but um of course even that was justified to say, well, with all the black unarmed black men that have been shot by police, why wouldn't he flee? Uh, that was probably his first mistake, Peter Johnson, fleeing officers. Well
4: yeah, I, there's a there's a national discussion that needs to happen very quickly. Nobody has the right to resist arrest. Period. And if you do, if you truly believe you have the right to resist arrest or you have the right to fight officers or you have the right to, uh, flee, well then you don't believe in any rule of law that we have in the country. So you either go one way or the other. We have a rule of law, which in that case, if police want to question you and you're a suspect in a crime, by the way, a crime of shooting a gun off in a neighborhood, Mm -hmm. I would hope to God if I called nine one one because someone was shooting a gun off in my neighborhood, around my nieces and nephews, I would hope to God officers like Kelly and Schmidt would show up.
3: So uh, there are a lot of, uh, obviously a lot of armchair quarterbacks winging, in on this particular situation. One of the things that was often said is like, well, he was running away from officers, wasn't pointing a gun at them. You know, why don't they make an attempt to de-escalate? Because, you know, it's very clear in the body cam footage, the officers got out and said, you know, something along the lines of you know, uh, Put your hands in the air, drop yep. your effing gun, whatever the case. I mean, it's a very high, very tense situation, you know, but nevertheless, there are calls for, well, why didn't the officers attempt to de-escalate? What, you, what's your response to that? PHS? So when
4: uh, this is where people have to look at the reasonable officer's perspective, right? What, What is an officer coming in? And I love the body cams. I'm a huge fan of them for transparency because those body cams were running uh, blocks and blocks away before they stopped. Sure, And they were saying, oh guy with a gun call, very unique description. This is very like, this is probably legit, right? So now you're building up what they're going through as they're running lights and sirens towards a neighborhood. Remember the community is calling the police to say, there's somebody who's so reckless and dangerous here that they're putting everybody in harm's way. So that's what the police are coming to try to figure out what's going on. So as they're coming up, Their heart rates are already going up because there's a suspect with a gun, a suspect who allegedly has already fired that gun in a crowded community. So to put that in perspective, they're already a risk. That suspect is already a risk, has shown themselves to be a risk to the community. So therefore, cops
3: have to do something, correct? Right. I I mean, it stands to reason. I mean, I'm certainly uh, not as uh, well-versed in the law, but I mean, that just seems... Now, you, you mentioned at the outset, nobody has a right to... Uh, resist arrest? Was this? Was he even being arrested? With were they just not wanting to question him? I mean, because immediately he fled when they when they saw he had a gun. First of all, I mean, yep. if you watch a body cam footage before they even get out of the car, they say, "Oh, he's got a gun." Yep. And wouldn't I mean, they wouldn't have arrested him right away had they had he just sat and answered questions. Am I wrong about that?
4: Well, or? first they would be. They were looking for a very specific suspect. Yeah, fitting a very specific description. Okay, and this the. Individual, and not, throughout the entire thing, I won't use his name um, because he tried to murder cops. Okay. So I'm purposely not going to use his name. But the suspect— You're not
3: going to condemn me for using his name or No, what no, you're says, good. Okay. You're okay. good. You're good. <laughs> it's just my personal choice. No I gotcha, harm, no I
4: foul. Gotcha, I gotcha. Um, But the suspect uh, matched identically the description down to the bottle of booze that he had on the corner. So they jumped out saying, okay, this guy— perfectly matches the description of somebody who fired a gun off down the block. Immediately, this isn't a casual conversation. It's, you will comply. we confirm that you look like the suspect okay. that the 911 calls were all about. Two, we confirm that you're armed. <laughs> you're armed, and we confirm that you're armed and drinking, mm-hmm. which are all all of these things not okay. Right, right. So then they jump out to control the scene. Sure. Right? and take the element of surprise, and the suspect was obviously surprised. And then he made his first mistake. Well, he made a lot of mistakes that day, one of which was firing his gun off in a in a uh, crowded community. The other one was obviously drinking while firing his gun off. The other one was he was a felon holding a gun. I mean, it's just the, all these compounded bad decisions on the part of the suspect. Long story short, officers jump out, and at that point, when they identify an armed suspect who has used they reasonably believe has used a gun already mm-hmm, mm-hmm. illegally. Right. There's no debate. There's no, hey, let's have a talk about this. It's they That suspect is such a risk to the entire community that you need to control that situation before, because let's say this is an active shooter, right? I mean, this is one step away from somebody who's crazy enough to randomly start shooting at people. Right, right. So they jump out trying to control the scene. The suspect wants no part of it. And takes off fleeing, right? The which he doesn't have a right to do. If the police come out
3: and say stop, now that's the one interesting aspect of the story because I saw people weighing in on this, going back and forth. It's like, wait a minute, he he was running away from the cops. They were chasing after him, saying, you know, please don't shoot me. As if that supposedly, oh, well, you 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 don't want me to shoot you? You're running away. Okay, we're good. I mean, that that's not how it works. Well,
4: let's let's play this out because obviously most of your listeners are intelligent people who believe in a rule Indeed. of law and yep. everything else. So as your listeners are uh, taking this in, this is more for the people that they're going to talk to about it. Um, let's say the Kelly and Schmidt did not decide to give chase, right? Mm-hmm. And that guy goes down the street and shoots and kills someone. Mm-hmm. What would everybody be oh, saying? Oh boy, yeah. The cops didn't do anything. Their uh-huh. job is to protect the community. They right. didn't do it. They should have chased after him, et right. cetera, et cetera. And all these conversations will start shifting. It's, <clears throat> Their job was to control that scene.
3: Actually, the NRA would have been blamed, not the. police well, obviously. So, probably, oh, come on
4: now. Why would I go there? Why would it I? Go was, there? It was probably the NRA's fault. Um, but so the the argument would have been if he went around that corner and shot. Uh, there's a, a citizen in that alleyway. By the way, it's caught on uh, footage. Mm-hmm. That the testimony, if you've read the 2100, 2145, 2145 page report on. This shooting. So it was pretty thorough. Quite thorough. <laughs> I would say overly thorough, but mm. fair enough. They at least covered the bases, yep. you know? Uh, one of the testimonies from the the gentleman who was in that alleyway s- specifically see- says he saw the suspect with his right hand pull a gun out of his right pocket. He saw the suspect turn his upper torso towards the direction of uh, Kelly and Schmidt. Mm-hmm. And then immediately uh, Schmidt and Kelly start shooting at the suspect, Mm. naturally. Right. If somebody pulls a gun on you, I I think you're in reasonable fear of great bodily harm or death. Right,
3: right. So, I, well, okay. So, uh, I was going to go to uh, the Archway Defense Twitter feed to see uh, some of your commentary on that, and it says, Caution, this count is temporarily restricted. What's that about, Peter Johnson? uh, Oh, my
4: goodness. In the immediate aftermath, we got hit up by a lot of different news to include the Associated Press, to comment about the incident. Sure. Unlike everybody else, we simply said, hey, there's a process that takes place out of respect for the process. We're not going to comment right now because the investigators are doing what they're doing. And everybody else is uh, conjecturing what happened, that he was unarmed, that this was a race bias or something else. While we sat back and said, out of respect for the process, sure. we'll let everything fold out. Perfectly understandable. Yep. Kind of like what professionals do. Well, it all comes out. So we started going out, and there's a couple, <laughs> couple news agencies. Even after the body cam footage comes out, even after the attorney's uh, attorney's office comes out and says that the suspect did in fact fire his weapon at both these officers. Okay, so it's confirmed. It's not, uh, it's not opinion. It is absolute fact that he did fire one shot off at the direction of Officer Schmidt and Kelly. Okay, so during this, uh, once this all came out. On Twitter, we went out and just started clarifying some facts. Sure. Well, we went up against Vice News, where they said alleged, allegedly armed. We went up against some other heavy, heavy hitting leftist organizations that were still trying to push an agenda towards uh, the the belief that maybe the suspect was unarmed or mm-hmm. that this was anything other than a justifiable deadly force encounter with law enforcement. Well, as we did that. Our uh, our Twitter feed started blowing up, and we started getting hundreds and hundreds of reposts and plenty of likes. And then ma- magically, magically, uh, we
3: got blocked from Twitter. Well, it says restricted. Yep. Where was- it says it says this account has an unusual activity. Click at your own risk. Basically, is what t- it's like. Seriously. And and, and here's here's what where I just am I'm just shaking my head. So. We we talked a little bit the, about this via text message. The ACLU's Twitter feed, mm-hmm. the official Twitter feed, the blue check mark of the ACLU. Being a black man with a gun shouldn't be a death sentence. Body cam footage shows officers had a chance. So it was the, okay. I remember this comment. Well, why didn't they deescalate? Body cam footage shows officers had a chance to deescalate and didn't. Instead, they shot and killed Thurman Blevins. He was a person, and his life mattered. Well, the millisecond they got out of the gun. He ran away. How how are they supposed to de-escalate that situation?
4: Yeah, and it's very hard to de-escalate a situation when someone The ACLU
3: is saying this. And
4: I believe we commented on the ACLU with uh, still shots from the video showing his firearm coming around. And then quotes from the BCA saying the suspect did, in fact, fire one round at Officer Schmidt and Officer Kelly. So... Magically, some of those tweets started getting deleted once we got hundreds of retweets out of them.
3: Oh my gosh! <laughs> but what? But what do you? So what do? You, what do you guys know about firearms and self defense no, and not... and officer officer training? I, I don't know. And officer Schmidt,
4: he he actually contracts for us as an instructor.
3: Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. For purposes of full disclosure here, so full disclosure. Well, ACLU. The the ironic thing is they tw- they tweeted out the Washington Post story, and the photos show very clearly the gentleman with his like you said with his torso about to turn with the gun in his hand what did, what did they think he was going to do in that situation it's just bizarre
4: i truly believe at the and this is my my personal opinion at the core of this people on the far left of this that are pushing a national narrative that all cops are racist all cops want to murder as many people as they can mm-hmm. the people pushing that narrative truly believe that cops need to be shot or injured significantly before they can even consider the use of deadly force, which goes against every law, every Supreme Court case, and every fact of logic and reason that we would, uh, that we would weigh that with.
3: is the number to call. You can also use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show if you'd like to weigh in with any comments or questions. Mark in St. Louis Park, if you could possibly hold during the break, I promise we will take your call first thing when we come back to the next segment. Again, joined by Peter Johnson, he of Archway Defense. Check out their fantastic website, archwaydefense.com. And we will be back in mere moments right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network.
0: Call AIG Direct for a free, no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472.
6: On August 10th, get ready for a comedy that's off the leash. Do you think I'm
2: ridiculous having a party for my dog? I would say that bouncy house is over the top.
5: Or lonely strangers will discover that man's best friend... No offense, but is your dog pregnant or just super fat? ...are the best matchmakers. Dogs open their
3: hearts to love and to be loved.
6: This dog has made us a family. Dog Days,
2: in theaters August 10th. Hi, it's John Wichko, owner of Advantage Auto Glass. Advantage is having a great year, and I'd like to thank everyone who's taken advantage of our service. And if you chose to wait for drier roads and warmer weather, they're here. Now is the time to get that cracked windshield taken care of. You've been staring at it day after day. Why wait any longer? Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396, and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. Advantage will come to your home or work, anywhere in the metro. We're a local family-owned company and a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. That means you'll get personalized service and we do all the billing all backed by a lifetime warranty. All you do is call Advantage first and we'll take care of everything. So call us today at 952-423-6396 or visit us on the web at replacemywindshield.com. That's replacemywindshield.com. dot com.
3: Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Honored to be joined in studio by Peter Johnson. He the founder of Archway Defense. Again, check out their website, archwaydefense.com. Look him up on Facebook. And also look them up on Twitter, and who cares if it says they're restricted? You can still follow their content. You just have to push an extra button to get through to their content. But follow Archway Defense on Facebook and Twitter as well. And on, and on Instagram. They post some uh, fantastic videos of some of their training operations, and uh, I, I love them. Love it, so. And uh, as promised, Mark in St. Louis Park is on line one. Mark, I appreciate your patience. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network.
1: Brad, thank you very much. Another great show. Just a quick comment on, on video cams of uh, federal prison system, cell extractions before they were mandated to videotape them H- thousands of complaints a year, hundreds of lawsuits after the uh, videotaping down to about zero. So I'm a proponent of, of, of video cams for the cops, but I want to ask uh, your guest how does, how does this help the situation? June 26th, Minneapolis, NAACP Facebook post stating that Blevins didn't have a gun and had been drinking out of a cup. Whoops. And I'll hang up and listen.
3: Well, I think it's pretty obvious, yeah. This obviously was uh, something that provides as Peter alluded to last segment more transparency.
4: Yeah, and the there's about 900,000 cops in the country, right? Um, the overwhelming majority of them are true professionals and they should be acknowledged as such. The body cams, one like as you mentioned with the corrections cut down on the frivolous lawsuits and open up transparency, which are all amazing things. Cause if law enforcement takes a life, right? If they use deadly force, there should be transparency on it. There should be justification on why it happened. Totally fine with that. Now the, the narrative, as you mentioned with, um, right after the suspect, the shooting with the suspect where everybody was saying he was absolutely not armed. Um, he was drinking out of a cup immediately, everybody on scene. And I mean, everybody on scene immediately, you have dozens and dozens of cops swarming. Everybody knew he had a gun. The day of, the BCA said a gun was recovered from the scene. I mean, these are all... It, it wasn't a big stretch to find out that the armed suspect call, right? Shooting a gun off in the air. Fled police and then was shot and killed in a alleyway. And the BCA within hours say, yep, there was a gun recovered from scene. The... I'm actually very thankful, in all honesty, that they pushed so hard on this false narrative so quickly, so hard, because it backfired in their face. It Every time uh, law enforcement come out and have to, unfortunately, use deadly force because it's not a fun thing. Sure. Right. It's not man. something that any cop wakes up and is like, yeah, I'm really excited to have to pull my gun of today, man. right? It's a horrible situation, but un- unfortunately, it's a very necessary situation in certain cases, like a suspect running around the streets drunk with a gun, firing it off in the air, and then trying to kill cops.
3: Yeah, and obviously there have been, and I mean, this is the thing that people make the mistake is that we have to look at these cases individually. I mean, there are some cases that they aren't quite as. Uh, as as black and white they aren't quite as as obvious uh you know we we talked about the the one situation that took place here in the twin cities uh, a couple of years ago now the philando castillo shooting who was a legal gun owner and had a permit on his person and was following instructions and was reaching for his license like he was asked to do and the cop thought he was reaching for a gun which he admitted he had i mean there's going to be some more gray areas there's going to be some more nuance to that uh all you have to do is watch the the body cam footage of this particular shooting and I don't know how you reach any many, any different dramatically different conclusion Peter Johnson.
4: And this is going to uh, this is going to upset some people when I say this but I'll say it. This shooting would be textbook and I mean textbook use of force under Graham v. Connor the Supreme Court outline objective reasonableness. I mean it is so painfully cut and dry. Mm-hmm. I mean the officers gave the suspect every opportunity to stop. The suspect did not stop. The suspects gave every opportunity to the, uh, to the, or the officers gave every opportunity to the suspect not to pull the gun out, right? He chose to grab the gun and try to pull it from his pocket. Then they gave him every opportunity not to actually pull the gun and turn. It was only after he turned and truly fired around that the officers decided they had to use deadly force to save themselves or whoever else was next in that line.
3: And, and one of the more absurd reactions I've seen to the, to this, and again, I don't think, hopefully this wasn't the ACLU that put this out too, but one of the more absurd reactions was, wow, well, with all these unarmed black men being shoot by police officers all over the country, why would, he, why would he think that if he stopped, the police wouldn't shoot him? And that would have definitely been caught on the body cam, and that also would have been a textbook reason as to not use deadly force had he stopped and put his hands in the air.
4: Correct, and... People are saying, "Oh well, they 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 got out of the car wanting to shoot them."
3: So, so they're clairvoyant now, are they? Yeah. yeah. Um,
4: they, if they got out of the car wanting to shoot them, they would have got out of the car and shot them on the curb. Yeah, they didn't. They they please show me your hands. Drop the fill in the blank gun. And during the uh, delete <laughs> deleted expletive, I understand completely the stress, tense, uncertain, and rapidly evolving situation that they're in. Seeing an armed suspect matching the description of the call that they're on. And then he immediately flees, right? I mean, I'm a permit to carry holder. If the cops come up and say, put your effing hands up or mm-hmm. something of that nature, I'll be like, there's clearly a misunderstanding. But until we figure this out, I'm going to put my hands up because yeah. they think that I'm somebody that I'm not, right? right. Um, the suspect obviously knew he was guilty and it was confirmed. The suspect was the one shooting the gun off in the air. It was, it came in the r- police report, unequivocally, this was the suspect of the call. They gave him every opportunity.
3: He refused, and we all know the end. And the body cam footage is out there, folks. If you uh, would like to see it, it is available several different venues. Just Google it. That's how I found it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the one one particular issue is they pulled up, and they saw him, and he very clearly had a gun, and he was sitting next to a woman and a child. I mean, if you see a suspect who had already fired a gun in the air, and he's sitting next to a woman and a child— You're not going to necessarily be calm, cool, and collected, Peter Johnson.
4: No, you're wondering, why is this armed suspect? Because this is an armed suspect matching the description. Why are they sitting there with a gun hanging out of their pocket holding onto a bottle of booze? Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a bad combination. Horrible. firearms, yeah, yes. Horrible combination. Once again, we are joined by uh, Peter Johnson, he of our Archway Defense. Uh, Peter, we got a couple minutes left this segment. Are we able to hold you over for another segment? Gladly. I'm okay. here already. <laughs> uh, well, I, I figured that. I didn't know if you had places to go because I did want to get into more of this issue uh, uh, regarding uh, 3D guns. And I don't know if you also heard about... Uh, I, know, I know we had, John, a few months ago to talk about the uh, uh, Stoneman Douglas high school shooting and particularly the town hall surrounded that. Uh, now that they... Now it has been revealed, and I don't know if you heard this that the uh, and again the uh, shooter's name I'm not going to say the shooter's name. Thank but, you. Uh, that that is that to me is pretty much uh, cut and dried. If he if he shot killed 17 people, but apparently had reached out to some officials asking for assistance, asking for help for fear he maybe was going to do harm to other people and. For some reason, the ball was dropped and he ended up killing 17 people. Or is there any way we can do another town hall meeting? Do we know? Uh, it would seem to be one would be warranted. So we we'll want to get into that. And uh, I, I had, you know, I, like I said at the outset, I'll admit that I'm ignorant about this 3D guns issue where – there's some sort of printer that can print through. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I Forgive my ignorance. Like I said, we'll get into that a little bit more. And, folks, we want to hear from you as well, and we appreciate uh, the calls we've gotten already. But if you'd like to weigh in on any of these topics, feel free. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions, and if you haven't liked our Facebook page, well, for goodness sakes, why not? You're listening to the show, you might as well like our Facebook page. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, like our Facebook page. If you leave a comment or question on there as well, I promise we'll get to it right here on the air. And I only planned on having Peter on until about 2.30, but uh, thankfully he's accommodated us and is going to hang around for another segment. So take advantage of his vast knowledge, that's all i got to tell you. And we'll be back right here in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, The Closer. Back in a second, go nowhere.
5: the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts wow one one to eight eight nine eight eight at four imprint we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items with our 100 guarantee it'll be right the first time on time every time your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988.
2: Need special boots or shoes
4: for a new job but you don't know where to start?
5: Step into Chet's Shoes for expert advice and a proper fit.
1: A boot can make or break your job, so make sure you get the right one for you.
5: We have safety toe options in steel, aluminum, composite, as well as regular work boots.
1: Check out our expanded
4: line of women's work boots.
5: We've been fitting people for over 70 years.
4: Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and our Red Wing stores in Circle Pines, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, St. Cloud, and Columbia
6: Heights.
5: Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet.
8: Hey folks, Dennis Prager here for Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. I've been telling you for years that they have a beautiful family-run store with
4: the largest selection of loose diamonds in the state. Now, Continental Diamond is the home for
8: Breitling Watches, the only independent jewelry store in the Twin Cities to offer these amazing Swiss timepieces. Favorites of pilots all over the world, check out the amazing selection of Breitling
4: chronographs at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and find them online at
3: ContinentalDiamond.com. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, The Closer, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, on Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. Wow, Peter's showing me pictures here of artillery, pardon me. Wow. That's some art. That's some artistry right there. It's impressive. Again, King Banyan shows Saturdays nine to eleven a.m. on our sister station AM fourteen forty, and my friend and colleague King Banyan on these very, air, or friend and colleague Mitch Berg, on these very airwaves. Saturdays one to three p.m. He has the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I am the closer, closing out this week's edition. Of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. And here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488 or weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding uh, all of our show content. Uh, as we were uh, finishing up this uh, past segment, I I uh, I was claim total ignorance on this particular issue. I saw a... Uh, Big uh, kerfuffle, a big uh, outrage over 3-D guns where apparently uh, people can utilize a 3-D printer and uh, produce guns that are untraceable, uh, undetectable, and unstoppable. And uh, even President Trump was asking uh, some folks to look into it. I know Senator Schumer was putting forth emergency legislation to try to to try to stop these things. I guess the natural question, Peter Johnson, is aren't firearms like this that are undetectable in metal detectors? Are they already illegal? Uh, do we know?
4: Uh, yeah. So one, if you're bringing a firearm through an area that has a metal detector, there's probably existing laws already. Let's take an airport. That's really easy. Mm -hmm. If you try to bring a firearm through an airport security checkpoint, there are a plethora of laws that you're violating at that very point. Um, the other thing is that in a metal detector or in an x-ray that you can't see a 3d printed gun. Well, it's still a solid object and it looks like a gun. So yes, you can absolutely see a 3d printed gun in a x-ray machine it's not some magical cloaking device that stops the uh stops the x-ray from working
3: so i guess uh, the natural question is is that uh, uh with some of the uh, heavier firearms that are, are being used and maybe even obtained illegally i don't know i mean have there been many crimes perpetrated with 3d guns over the years peter johnson you would know this better than i would i've been looking
4: back and of all the absurdity with this argument um should here, Let's go to the fundamental principle. Should we try to stop criminals from getting guns? Well, yeah. no. I, I think everybody on the left and the right would all agree on that. Sure. Um, now, where it starts kind of going off in a different direction is while Chicago, which has very strict gun control laws, everything else, they have more shootings and humis, gun homicides than almost anywhere in the country. I think anywhere in the country right now. They're not using 3D printed guns for those. They're using illegally either stolen or straw purchase, uh, guns and not the illegal straws we're talking about in California. <laughs> St- <laughs> straw purchase is a concept of, uh, having a friend or a family member or somebody who doesn't have a criminal background. Right. Illegally right. buy a gun, knowing that they're going to give it to a, somebody who can't have one. Like, right. Um, a suspect in Minneapolis shooting, right? He was a five, six time felon. He can't legally buy a gun. So that means he either had to purchase it illegally through a black market, which is just street thugs buying and selling guns, or had to have a straw purchase, which means somebody without a criminal record went in and bought the gun knowing that they were going to give it to him, which is completely illegal. Sure, sure. And that's what we should be focusing on. Now, the 3D gun printing thing, I truly believe that if there isn't a, if there isn't something to get worked up over in D.C., especially on the left side of the house, when Mm -hmm. it comes to guns, you have to create something. Sure. So the madness of everywhere these 3D guns are going to be worse than nuclear weapons and they're going to be killing everybody it's it's not how any of this works <laughs> at all
3: so i i guess uh, the question is i mean if, if someone were able to successfully make one of these i mean how would it be more effective if at all to like a, a regular firearm that's i mean if my, my thing is and we we've talked about this many times if if, if you you can try to ban all sorts of weaponry you want at the end of the day people who don't really care much about laws are going to obtain firearms illegally. So how would this to be any advantage to someone who wants to perpetrate a crime, Peter Johnson?
4: So first, let's say you're, you're a terrorist or a whatever, and you're like, hey, I need to get my hands on a gun. So I'm either going to go buy a $5,000 3D printer, learn the software, and then build a 3D printed gun. Or spend a couple hundred bucks and buy one illegally or have a straw purchase happen. Sure. It's just so irrational that this is now the new crime wave. Um, the whole 3D argument and the acquisition of guns that are, quote, untraceable. Well, you can, in certain states and under federal law, uh, somebody can make their own gun legally. Sure. Right. Without serial number and all that other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Which uh, we were talking before the show that you could build your own shotgun out of equipment from a hardware store. Sure. I mean, some pipes, and right, right. we won't go through the details of how to do it. No, but no, it's no, of course not. Completely. For about 20, 30 bucks, you could make your own shotgun, which is, quote, completely untraceable. Right. Outside of fingerprints, DNA, and all that other of traceable course.
3: Well, and then of course I am glad to see that CNN, in investigating this, had on uh, noted gun experts, uh, actress Alyssa Milano, and Parkland High School student David Hogg, uh, to kind of uh, kind of speak out against these uh, the, uh, these dangerous weapons that are untraceable. Peter Johnson, I mean, uh, you as a you as a law-abiding gun owner and, and and I dare say an expert in firearms, I mean that this just has to be. If it wasn't so darn frustrating, you'd almost have to emit a chuckle or two at who they consider firearms experts. It's very obvious and transparent what these media outlets are trying to do, with Peter Johnson.
4: Yeah. The, uh, the, the term one expert gets thrown around a little too easily mm-hmm. these days, especially when it comes to firearms. I mean, how many times have we seen MSNBC or CNN come out and say a fully semi-automatic assault nuclear mass destruction weapon system? I mean, when they're referring to a hunting rifle, right? Right. right? Um, but that's, that's part of their business model. They want to sell as much stress and anxiety as possible to get their viewers up to sell sponsorship ads or ad placement. But uh, being, a, being a victim of a crime does not make you an expert right. in anything. And I'm sorry to say that to anybody who's been a victim of a crime. But if you were a victim of a school shooting, that doesn't magically – the day you wake up and you survive that horrific attack does not immediately make you – a subject matter expert on all things firearms or um, combat-related topics. And let's go back to that. You brought it up that if you're a criminal and you want to hurt people, there's not a whole lot you can do to truly stop somebody. Sure, sure. I use this with uh, law enforcement all the time. The first recorded edged weapon that was designed not as a tool but as a weapon was found in modern-day Turkey, and it dates back, what, 5,000 BC? Okay. So roughly 7,000 years of armed conflict. Mm-hmm. Mad, 7,000 years. If somebody wants to hurt someone else, they can use a truck like they did in uh, the Times Square or the uh, New York City attack or mm-hmm. in Nice, France. East where they, France, yep, yes. That's they right. just run people over. Mm-hmm. Also, if they want to get weapons or explosives like they did in Paris attack, remember Paris 1, Paris 2, the Charles Hebdo attack, and then yes. Bataclan Theater, they were using grenades. Grenades, I, I hate to break this to anybody, but are illegal in France. Mm-hmm. You can't buy a grenade, nor can you buy a fully automatic AK 47, which is even very hard to buy in the States without significant amounts of paperwork.
3: Well, yeah, this is obviously an issue that uh, it's going to be. Uh, continue to be promoted to the hilt because to your, to your point, I mean, anything that uh, is, it has anything to do with firearms. And again, this is something that was brought up, and I don't know if you watch some of the cringe-inducing testimony that uh, Mark Zuckerberg gave regarding Facebook when all these octogenarian senators are asking him about his business model. They clearly have no concept of technology and things they're trying to ban. It's like, Welcome to the world of a firearm user, Peter Johnson. You you, yeah. you, could, you could probably relate to that frustration.
4: Yeah, and it's equivalent when people say, oh, we need to ban 3D gun printing technology. Right. Okay, well, then you have to say, we have to ban 3D printers. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to ban free thought and right. engineering. You, you, you're not going to be able to do it. So you have to ban all of 3D printing. What I was showing you on the break was somebody making an AR-15 lower receiver out of plywood. Mm. Because... Okay geometry and sure sure math kind of all adds up and you can make it out of piece of plywood now would i personally want to take that into battle no but it is possible so when they talk about banning a 3d printed gun you either have to completely ban 3d printing um actually that's it that's the only way you can ban 3d printed guns
3: yeah well uh it's uh, I I think this is the day and age where, uh, and I'm going to have this game show at the State Fair again. I'm going to read headlines and an excerpt of a news story. Say, is this real news or the onion? Because we live in these times, Peter Johnson. It's, uh, I remember when that. the onion was satire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, uh, today's onion headline is tomorrow's uh, real news, unfortunately. Well, we only got a few minutes, Peter. I did want to read this excerpt. It's uh, from the Daily Beast. A, a new report found Parkland uh, school shooter asked school officials for help months before allegedly he allegedly gunned, allegedly, Allegedly, Uh, no. Uh, He did gun down 14 fellow classmates and three adults, but the school district did not follow through. That failure by school officials was singled out in a court order report released Friday into the school district's handling of the of the uh, shooter's behavioral issues. While more than half of the report was redacted, the blacked-out sections of the document could still easily be read by copying and pasting into a separate document, a trick used by the Sun-Sentinel to release the undacked report. Among the conclusions in the report, authored by the Collaborative Educational Network of Tallahassee, are two glaring instances in which Broward school officials failed to act in accordance with laws governing the treatment of students with disabilities. So are we going to have these uh, town hall meetings all over again with this disgraced Sheriff Peter Johnson? Do we know? I,
4: I would welcome welcome that opportunity. We just finished a um, an active shooter course this past week, active shooter solo officer response, where they were, we were specifically talking about this attack. Every layer of the law and the government failed. Everybody in the FBI came out and said... So the
3: obvious answer is to pass more laws, Peter yep. Johnson. Yes. Yeah,
4: if only criminals would follow more laws... <laughs> Then we could pass more laws to stop more criminals, right? Yeah. It's, it's, sometimes it's, uh, you, you want to just unplug all technology because the, m- the more you read stupidity, the dumber you feel sometimes. Well, Twitter's
3: kind of doing that for you. Yeah. I right know. It's yeah. okay. we <laughs> <laughs> you know, what?
4: if, if we're, if we're blocked or restricted on Twitter because we spoke blatantly obvious truths that came out of the BCA report and just simply copied and pasted those, um, I think it's a dying platform as soon as you want to completely gut out any conservative or intellectually honest debate. And that's a that's a dead platform.
3: For uh, any innovative conservatives out there, there appears to be uh, some market share that could be had. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. Well, Peter, it always goes way by too quickly. We certainly uh, thank you for your insights and your knowledge on uh, all of these issues. And uh, you have an open invitation to come back here. I hope you know that. And uh, we'll look forward to calling you again soon.
4: As always, thank you.
3: M1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
8: AM-1280, The Patriot. Wealthy, middle class, or business owners, you're on your financial journey, but with an emergency break on. That break is debt, and it's just going to get worse with a new tax law. You see, 60% of taxpayers who used the home interest deduction in 2017 will effectively not be able to do so in 2018. Think about that. Daniel Altwood with Your Family Bank here. We've provided a solution to this debt dilemma for over 20 years. Using it, you could cut the length of your debt, including your mortgage, in half and save tens of thousands of dollars. It works, and we can prove it to you. Our solution is not debt consolidation. Get your free ebook and analysis. Daniel.yourfamilybank.org. Be bold. Take action. Daniel.yourfamilybank.org. Daniel.yourfamilybank.org. God bless you, the Patriot, and God bless America.
7: Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com and here's something you need to know, the majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only 19.95 go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving.
5: If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988.
3: That's WOW11 to 88988. backhand back, Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Final segment on the broadcast. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. And my thanks uh, to Peter Johnson of Archway Defense. Uh, He's considered a friend of the show. He's been on here enough uh, and has uh, lent his time and his insights to this broadcast. And we thank Peter uh, definitely for his time. Again, go to archwaydefense.com. Check out their website. And uh, search for Archway Defense on any social media platform, whether it's Twitter, while they still have an account. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. I especially like the Instagram feed because uh, Peter take docu- photo documents some just fascinating uh, training uh, regimens and exercises that he that he does with uh, different law enforcement. Uh, across the country so just a fascinating line of work and uh, Peter knows of what he speaks so we appreciate his time and as I mentioned it uh, when he came in he was just supposed to call in but he, he texts him he says hey can I uh, can I come in studio I'm like what are you kidding yeah uh, you didn't even have to ask just show up and we would have definitely uh, had him on so we uh, again appreciate his time well I want to get to one final topic uh, here on the broadcast and uh, you know the Obama's Barack and Michelle Obama, obviously, uh, no longer president and first lady, uh, respectively, anymore. Uh, they're, they're they're out there living the good life. And, you know, my thing is, if you've put in four years as a president, much less eight years as a president, uh, you're pretty much used up after eight years. And, I mean, you look at a president when they first enter office, how young and virile and, and full of life they look, and then eight years later when they're leaving office— I mean, honest to God, they look like they've aged 15 to 20 years in just eight years. The job takes a lot out of you. There's no doubt about it. And I don't begrudge uh, George W. Bush or Barack Obama or Bill Clinton, any of our most recent uh, uh, former presidents going out and enjoying the good life. They've earned it as far as I'm concerned, regardless of whether you agree with their policies or not, regardless of whether you think their administration was successful or not. And there are a lot of things that were done during both, uh, you know, well, during the Clinton administration, the George W. Bush administration, Barack Obama administration that have still have had an impact on this country and uh, have, have had, let's be honest, adverse impacts on this country. Well, Huffington Post politics uh, came out with a piece the other day, uh, Barack and Michelle Obama got down at Beyonce and Jay-Z's concert. And I'll read a little excerpt from the story. Barack and Michelle Obama broke it down at Beyonce and Jay Z's concert Saturday, just outside of Washington, and fans couldn't handle it. Attendees captured the former first couple dancing to Jay Z's 2011 hit "N Words" in Paris. I think even in that context, I, I don't. I don't think I can risk saying that, so I'm not going to. "N Words" in Paris during the second of two on the run tour to- uh, shows this weekend at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. And if you want to go to look at the story, yeah, there's people that have tweeted out and Instagrammed um, the uh, the Obamas uh, dancing to these uh, particular songs. Fans flipped out when they realized another legendary couple was getting down with the Carters. That's, of course, uh, Jason. Is it Jason Carter? Jay-Z's real name, I believe. Jason Carter and then, obviously, now wife, Beyonce Carter. So. Uh, anyways, so upon seeing that particular tweet, Jake Tapper of CNN said, well, you know, he linked to that tweet and said, well, the Democratic Party is the weakest it has been since the 1920s, but, and then does the shrug emoji, basically saying, basically equating Obama as the modern day Nero. You remember this the the legend of Nero where he was uh, fiddling as Rome was burning? Well, I call Obama Nero Obama because he's basically fiddling while the Democratic Party burns. And again, the, during the eight years of Obama, the Democrat Party has suffered historic losses. The numbers don't lie. Uh, I found an old uh, 538.com story that kind of broke, broke it down. Uh, in his eight years in office, Obama all oversaw the rapid erosion of the Democrat Party's political power in state legislatures, congressional districts, and governor's mansion. At the beginning of Obama's term, Democrats controlled 59 percent of state legislatures, while now they control only 31 percent, the lowest percentage for the party since the turn of the 20th century. They held 29 governors' offices and now have only 16, the party's lowest number since 1920. And I mean, you look at it. I mean, 2014 was probably the biggest wave the Republicans have had in some time. Uh, states like Illinois. Maryland, Massachusetts, all Republican governors, okay, in states that typically don't have a lot of Republican legislation at the state level, all Republican governors. I mean, that's just in a microcosm. And, of course, when Jake Tapper pointed out this fact that uh, there has been historic, unprecedented losses for the Democrat Party since Obama has been uh, had been president in the eight years he's been president, It's undeniable. And yet people were attacking Jake Tapper for going after Obama's legacy. Well, his legacy is pretty much being eroded away. I mean, what were some of his signature accomplishments? I mean, Obamacare has turned out to be an abject failure. And, of course, ironically— with the Supreme Court ruling the individual mandate was a tax, even though Obama was insisting during the health care negotiations that the individual mandate is not a tax, well, the Supreme Court, when they ruled to let Obamacare stand in 2012, they said, well, the only reason this law can stand is because if it's a tax, because you cannot compel commerce. So if it's a tax, which can be legally levied by uh, Congress, then it's allowed to stand. So they ruled that the individual mandate is a tax. Well, because it's a tax, then during tax reform, it was basically scuttled where it's like, no, you don't have to purchase health and insher- health insurance from the government if you don't want to. So Obamacare has turned out to be an abject failure. Obviously the Paris climate accord, which was a toothless accord. Okay. It wasn't a treaty because the Senate never ratified it. So it wasn't technically a treaty. It was just a symbolic accord where basically it was an agreement by all these countries to agree to cut fossil fuels and emissions by this much over the course of so many years. Well, if if no countries abided by it what would happen nothing so it was basically toothless it was basically a symbolic agreement and trump scuttled that the paris climate accord same with the iran nuclear deal remember that one where if, where they basically lifted how many billions of dollars in sanctions for iran and iran basically they were given it was t- when the united states wanted to give a surprise inspection of their nuclear facilities iran had basically 20 days before they had to allow the United States in. Well, by that point, or independent inspectors in, by that point, they could conceal whatever they'd been manufacturing. So it was a disingenuous deal. And it turns out some uh, documents that were, I believe it was an Israeli operation that obtained some documents, showed that, yeah, Iran wasn't exactly complying with the agreement. So that ended up being scuttled. So Obama's legacy is no more. Not only are some of his signature, signature compliments been scuttled or in danger... They have suffered unprecedented losses, I think close to a 1,000 seats if you count congressional seats, state legislatures, governors, all that. So heck of a legacy, Obama, but continuing to continue to dancing to J.C. and Beyonce. You got that going for you, which is nice. Hey, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week.
6: Stay. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Good morning, my favorite daughter. Welcome to the Auto Han Ride Chair. I'm your driver, Catherine Hahn. If you'd care for a beverage, just open the Stow & Go storage system and you'll find juice boxes and animal crackers.
3: Mom, not this again. InRide
6: Entertainment is available with the UConnect Theater. There's games, apps, and all my favorite movies already queued up. Bored. Here at Autohahn, safety is our top concern. That's why we only drive the Chrysler Pacifica. Here we are. I expect a five-star review.
0: The Chrysler Pacifica, up your van game. Chrysler is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. <laughs>
6: 366-7773. Or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America. Educational, non-political, and tax-deductible.
1: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-life across America. The billboard people.
2: Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene?
1: AM 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO Minneapolis. Fueled by.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.